This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Inna alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ghfiruhu wa nasta'hadim wa na'udhu billahi min shurur anfusina wa min sayyiyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah wa man yudlil falahadiyala وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله الله تعالى بين يدي الساعة بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فصلى الله عليه وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين ومن صار على نهجه إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار Indeed all praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam is his final messenger My dear brothers and sisters Five years after the revelation began, just if you think maybe two years after there was an opening of giving da'wah. For the first three years, the Prophet ﷺ was commanded to do it quietly. And then after that, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the Prophet ﷺ to be open with the da'wah, there was an open aggression an open oppression and torture to the Muslims. And here, the Prophet ﷺ gave permission for a number of the Muslims to make a hijrah from Mecca to Al-Habasha. And there the Prophet ﷺ said, inna fiha malikan, That there is a king there. لا يظلم عنده أحد. No one will be oppressed if he goes to that land. So a number of Muslims, they went to this for safety. Now when they reached there, there was some emissaries from the Quraysh. These emissaries did not accept that some Muslims had left Mecca. So they both stood there in front of a Najashi. Radiallahu an, as we know he embraced Islam later on. And these emissaries, Mushrikun at the time, said that the Muslims were creating strife. They were creating trouble. That they were mischief makers, splitting the tribes. Of All of this was false. This was all face, false, fake news. So when Najashi spoke to the Muslims, what was their response? What did they have to say with regards to this claim? And this is the first point of being fair. 
listening to both sides and not to take the words of a people who were in apparent power at that time in Mecca. But the mustad'afoon, the weak, who didn't have a say in their place, would most certainly have a say in his court. So he listened to what they were going to say. Who stood forward? Ja'far bin Abi Talib radiallahu anhu. Now Ja'far has a very famous speech. The speech itself is too long for us to go through here on the minbar. But within it, in the first few words and sentences, lays out very clearly the huquq or the rights that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to them. And the lives or what they were living in previously. And he addressed Al-Najashi Ayyuhal Malik, O King, Inna kunna qawman jahiliyya. We were people of ignorance. What caused us to be ignorant? We used to worship idols, stones, all of these things we used to worship. This is the haqq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we were not giving to Allah jalla wa ala. And when we're eating the dead flesh, the animals were not snorted in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we were engaging in open wrongdoing, oppression. This is to do with the huquq of ibad, to do with the huquq or the rights of other people. And we would cut the ties of kinship, depending on what tribe they were. And we would be wrong and oppress the neighbor. That the strong and powerful, the rich and superior that they would view in their society would consume the weak. So in this very first opening statement of Ja'far radiallahu and he made it very clear that these are the things that we had fallen into. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to us a messenger from amongst ourselves. That we knew where he came from, his lineage. We knew his truth and what he stood for. We knew everything that he stood for, alayhi salatu wasalam. That he, sallallahu alayhi wasalam, called us to the worship of the one almighty, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. And to leave off the worship of false gods, false deities. And he commanded us being truthful in our speech. And handing the rights and trusts to others. This is just the very beginning of this particular speech and I would encourage you to find this particular hiwar or conversation that occurred between Ja'far radiallahu an and al-Najashi which was only just a few years after the Quran had first or was revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So from the very first at the start of al-Islam al-Haq the truth was made very clear. Baatil that what was false Al-zulm, oppression, wrongdoing, was made very clear. The ahkam of halal and haram came much later, in, in a greater detail. But from the very beginning, the Muslims understood and knew what was right and what was wrong. And from that time to this day now, all the verses that we read in the Qur'an, 
all the ahadith that we we review and we read and we study about being fair, being upright, being steadfast, was always made clear to us. And because the Muslims, they stood for fairness and justice, and that what was correct, even if it was against their own selves, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened the way and sent blessings upon them. Only when people engage in zulm, oppression, wrongdoing, preventing people from their rights and so on, then you find that society closes upon itself. That there is a number of different levels within society. Yes, there are poor and yes, there are rich. But in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everyone should be treated the same. But when a society forgets that, they forget morality, they lose the understanding of what is fair and just, then you find that society is constantly, constantly trying to get through the situation and it leads from one oppression to the next. Trying to solve one problem by creating another. Now all of this, of course, what I'm talking about, you are aware of and you know. But how important it is for us to remind ourselves about these matters. About what is haq, what is right. And that what is zulm, that what is oppression in all of its forms. Whether it is an oppression that is caused against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by worshipping other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or oppressing other people or oppressing one's own self. Now, if we want to relegate the occurrence or the existence of oppression over the past two weeks, then we are, of course, mistaken. Because oppression, injustice has been occurring for many years, many centuries in different places. But there are times when, for whatever reason, and by whatever means and different means, it comes to the forefront and we are reminded about what it is to be a Muslim, to stand up for that what is right. And maybe there is a turning, a change of the wind. There is more of an, an awareness of what we should be standing up for as Muslims. Even non-Muslims, what they should be standing up for in terms of what they determine to be haq, to be right, and to work against oppression in all of its forms. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions many stories in the Qur'an. And none more important than the story of Musa alayhi salam. His story is mentioned in great detail. No prophet mentioned more frequently than Musa alayhi salam in the Qur'an. From the birth of Musa alayhi salatu salam until his journey when he grew up, got married, had children and so on. There was great detail and great ibar, great lessons to be taken from this story. But as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that with every Nabi, with every Prophet and Messenger, that there was an adu, there was an enemy. Whether the enemy was in the form of jinn, shaitan, or human shaitan. Fir'aun was the big shaitan at the time of Musa alayhi salam. And that he claimed, Ana rabbukum al-a'ala. I am the, your greatest Lord. That he saw himself at the very peak of arrogance. 
And any qawm or any people who see themselves as a chosen individual or chosen people over others as a default position. For example, would they say, نَحْنُ شَعْبُ اللَّهِ الْمُخْتَارِ We are the chosen people of Allah, for example, by default, that regardless of what you do, there are no consequences to your actions, they live with complete impunity. This is pure misguidance. And no doubt that they will fall into the oppression of others, and it is something we see on a daily basis. So us as Muslims, trying to deal with the situation, how to improve the situation, how do we do that? We don't want to be just emotional people reacting to that what we see, when it is chosen that we will be shown this on our social media and so on. But we want to be proactive from the very start in rooting out evil and rooting out injustice and oppression. Because that is what it means to be, or part of what it means to be a Muslim. To remove zulm in all its forms. As the Prophet ﷺ told us, that oppression will be a darkness for those on the Day of Judgment. So recognizing your place in how to fix the situation, your place in any society is very important. Not everybody's role is the same. Because no doubt if there are muslihun, there are those who want to fix the situation, reconcilers, we don't want up in the end those people who want to bring about solutions for them to end up, end up arguing. Which many a time does happen. Why you haven't done this and why you haven't done that. When both of your objectives is the same, is to bring about justice and fairness to everybody. But because people don't have a clear objective or a clear line in that they want to go to, they end up arguing amongst themselves why you didn't do this and why you didn't do that. Because there's no collaboration between those who want to achieve a common goal. So each person's responsibility in trying to remove oppression and injustice will differ. Our starting point is the same, worshipping Allah Jalla alone, referring to the Qur'an, referring to the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu in all of these affairs is our principles which are non-negotiables. That is the starting point for all of us. So here we will start. And then there's a collaboration in understanding where we can as individuals, as communities, how we can then bring this to others. To take the people out of zulumat and bring them into nur. The darkness of misguidance, the darkness of oppression, into the light of al-Islam, into the light of fairness and justice. To refer back to the Ahlul Ilm, to the people of knowledge. Ask the people of knowledge if you don't know what to do. These are all fundamentals and principles and guidelines for us to know in the direction that we are going in so that the solutions, they remain sustainable and that they remain on the correct path. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم من كل ذنب فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين praise belongs to Allah and may the peace and blessings of Allah سبحانه وتعالى be upon his final messenger Muhammad 
صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم My dear brothers and sisters When looking at any situation Referring back to the Quran is Imperative and important for us All situations All forms of disbelief All forms of arrogance that existed Has been mentioned and explained to us In the Quran There are no new situations For us to To deal with Yes there may be smaller details In that we are living in unprecedented times And what not But the fundamentals will always be the same In how to deal with misguidance How to call people back to the path Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the story of Musa alayhi salam Is so important In understanding an oppressive system or leader in the form of Fir'aun, for example. Or then you may have his a'wan, his supporters, and his finances. So you have Haman as a minister for Fir'aun. And those, if you want to implement that in modern day times. And then a religious authority or an ideology that they will support. That the magicians would support Fir'aun. So as Muslims, we are able to dissect and understand all situations that we are, we are going through. The finances of a particular ideology. So as Muslims, you can determine how I want to help a particular people. Whether those people are in Palestine, whether they're in Kashmir, whether they're in Burma, in Yemen, in Syria... And if I don't mention a country, it's not because it's not important, because the list is so long. But wherever the Muslims are weak and oppressed, we do what we can to help those. And it is important for us to find your role, which may be different from another. And another person shouldn't be looked down upon because they're doing a different job from you. So a person is, within their capacity, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to alleviate and that that person believes that the power of dua is something which is the best thing that they can do. And then there are others who are gathering sadaqat, gathering charities, and support for weak people in different places. That is what they're involved in. But it's not for those people who are making dua and those who are making charity, for them to argue why we are not doing this and you are not doing that. You then become weak. وَلَا تَنَازَعُوا do not differ as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us don't differ because you will become weak and any strength that you had will disappear but be united and come together on a common foundation a common cause this is an ummah which is ummatun wahida it is one nation wherever we are Muslims brothers and sisters innama al-mu'minuna ikhwa wherever you are. But there are certain times, there are certain times when you have as a Muslim to take a stand against oppression and injustice, to draw a red line if you want to say that. And the muqaddasat or those sanctified places which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about. Mecca and Medina, Al-Quds, these are places which are mentioned in the Qur'an by name. These are places of worship for us. That a line must be drawn in refuting the oppression and injustice. 
But we must do it according to the teachings of what was given to us by Allah Taala and the sunnah of Rasulullah not this we approach, this chaotic approach, but to do it unified, conversing with one another, helping one another, and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help. So I was having a conversation. And I said, as many have said, there's a red line with any of these three masajid. Absolutely a red line. But then it was replied, but then what about all the other masajid? Aren't all the other masajid ahabbu ilallah as found in the authentic sunnah? Indeed, ahabbu biladi ilallah masajiduha. That the most beloved places to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are the masajid. But certain masajid have a darajah over others. The first bait or the first place built upon on this earth is Masjid al-Haram. Then after that, Masjid al-Aqsa. So each of these masajid have a fadila, a virtue. Over others. So when I said, and others have said this, this was a red line, and this is a red line. To then say other masajid, that what about Masjid al-Umawi in Damashq, when that was blasted and torn apart, and the lives of Muslims in those places, the lives of Muslims supersede the sanctity of these places. We know that. But it is, if you don't want to draw the red line here over these three masajid, in which the Prophet ﷺ told us, You do not undertake any journey except to these three masajid. If there is no line drawn here, then are you waiting to draw the line until the oppression comes to your own home as an individual and then you will complain. Only then you will complain, oh, now we have to make a stand when it affects you as an individual, when it affects your family, and that's when you want to make a stand. Preventing injustice and oppression starts way before that. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to join us upon that what is right, upon the kitab and the sunnah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to alleviate the difficulties that are facing all the Muslims around the world. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to remain patient, to remain wise, and to do that what is necessary, ta'ala, that what is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المسلمين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا يا رب العالمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة this recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.